Hello, friends. You may have noticed this podcast is a little late. I always start each week with the goal of getting my podcast published Monday morning. I don't know if you noticed, they usually get published Tuesday evenings. I rarely ever make my goal. I get happy when I publish on a Monday evening. But today is a Saturday. I am publishing this week's episode on a Saturday. But the truth is... I recorded it Monday evening. So some things that I talk about in this podcast will have already happened, such as the passion potluck. Some things are still coming up, like another event I announced in this episode. But what I really wanted to say is, while this podcast is coming out five days late, and I have the goal to get next week's episode out in two days, this will be... A different kind of episode. I actually kind of recommend you look back on the week you just had when listening to this episode and see if any of the messages from the tarot reading apply to what you've experienced. So rather than taking the message and preparing for the week ahead, it's a different type of introspection to look back and say, hey, yeah, this definitely showed up in my week or no, it didn't and and go from there. So, you know, it's It may be very, very late, but it has value to have some of that post-reflection, that past introspection. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. I am sorry for the late podcast. Once again, I'll be trying to get the next episode out for Monday morning. It might be Tuesday again. Take care, friends. Welcome to Tarot Reflections, your tarot polls for self-reflection and introspection. I'm your host, Megan Tabukhorst. Are you ready to look into the mirror that reflects back your mental and emotional state? Then get comfortable, take a deep breath, and let's get reflecting. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to Tarot Reflections. Today is episode 25. That's 25 tarot readings for self-reflection and introspection, 25 lessons in mental health, 25 moments of vulnerability and hard truths. But in those 25 episodes of sharing messages from the universe to you, I realized I haven't shared the story of how I became a tarot reader. I may be biased, but I think it's an interesting one. And of course, there will be nuggets of wisdom to guide and support your own mental health journey. But before I get into that, three quick announcements. First off, the Passion Potluck is this Thursday. If you are in the Chilliwack, BC, Canada area, join us for a community meal and passion-filled conversation. My dear friend, Mallory Tomlinson, will be bringing the passion and facilitating an intimate dialogue on advocating for inclusive communities and spaces. Save your seat at the link in the show notes. This is a hot topic in my local Chilliwack school board election. Somehow, it's even become a controversial topic, though how working to ensure everyone feels as though they belong and are safe became controversial will never cease to shock and irritate me. But that brings me to announcement number two. If you live anywhere in BC, your municipal election is happening October 15th. 
If you live in one of the other amazing provinces or territories in Canada, your municipal election is likely coming up this month too. Municipal politics are vital in community development and growth. So please learn your local candidates' platforms and go out to vote for the community you want to live and thrive in. Finally, find your gold is back, my lovelies. This is quite possibly the most impactful two-hour-long workshop I've ever designed and hosted. Are you ready to reconnect with your life's purpose, create a powerful vision for your future, and develop a plan that will turn your vision into your reality? Well, Find Your Gold gives you the tools and the space to dig deep, get in touch with your authentic self, and begin to build a life that cultivates bliss. And it's happening for the first time since 2016 on Saturday, October 22nd at Wilmington Natural Health in beautiful downtown Chilliwack. I'll leave the link in the show notes for how to register. Now, the story of my journey with the tarot. I was always intrigued by the cosmic and the mystic as a child. I mean, my imaginary friends were all ghosts or the trees or elements of nature. How I didn't see my witchy path coming from a mile away is slightly embarrassing. But my first experience with tarot came the day before my 23rd birthday. It was Seaweeds Weekend in Vancouver, an annual half marathon and party hosted by Lululemon that took place for 10 years. This was its third year running? Before the run, there are all sorts of cool activities and things to check out in relation to the seaweeds. That year, one of the free things anyone could participate in was receiving a free tarot reading, angel card reading, oracle reading, etc. And that was the day I received my first ever tarot reading. I won't lie, it wasn't particularly memorable. I don't remember what I asked, probably had to do with my love life, or even what the reading said. Though to be fair, it was a very big, busy weekend with lots of amazing moments and highlights. But I do remember sitting in the chair under an umbrella, warmed by the Vancouver summer sun right near the Olympic cauldron. I remember thinking something was happening to me energetically. And I remember getting really deep inside of my head as a result of the reading. Less than four months after receiving my reading, I was standing in line at a small bookstore. Seriously, the shop was in the middle of a dead mall in New Westminster, BC, with a limited stock because it just wasn't that big. And as I waited to make my purchase, I spotted this kit on a shelf with the title, Learn to Read the Gypsy Tarot. I want to take a very important moment to pause here. The word gypsy evokes many images which stem from its racist origins. For those who are unaware, gypsy is a racist term, especially when used by folks who are not of Romani descent. I've included a link in the show notes that dives into the origins of the word and why it is a term of oppression. So from here on out, I will be referring to my first deck as a Romani deck. On a whim, 
following a strong gut instinct, I grabbed the kit. It contained a set of Romani tarot cards, a smaller deck compared to your traditional tarot deck, and a guidebook on how to read the cards. I tore this kit open when I got home and devoured the book. I loved learning about the Romani deck, its history, what made it different from a traditional tarot deck. I started learning through one-card draws and testing out different spreads on myself. When I felt bold, I would do small spreads for friends for fun. I particularly remember offering readings to my friends over the phone for New Year's Eve that year. Before I read for one friend, she did tell me her and her husband had started trying for their first kid. They had been trying for months and reached a point where they were starting to use every old wives' tale trick in the book without any luck. A handful of minutes later, I read for her. And with very little faith in myself or the belief in any ability I would have to predict the future, I read that she would be successful in conceiving within the first few days of the new year. Folks, I'm pretty sure she conceived that night. Either way, a kid popped out roughly nine months later. But I was very shy with my readings. I didn't feel comfortable using the cards to quote-unquote predict the future, per se. I did enjoy the messages and the themes of this very small deck. I think it only had about 27 cards for me to learn, and slowly over time, I was starting to understand the imagery and themes. I loved the stories behind them. I loved the metaphors that carried through all those years that the deck had been in existence. But for me, it really was just play. It didn't feel real or significant. It was something silly I would do for my own personal enjoyment. That is, until I wrote a blog about it. Oh, blogging, how you constantly changed my life. I wrote about how spending the past year playing with my tarot deck had been a new way for me to reflect on my life and my goals. Really, the message of that blog aligned with my personal philosophies and tarot uses to this day. And in that blog, I wrote about the deck I used, how it was different from the traditional tarot deck and how it felt special to me. My Oma, which is Dutch for grandmother, has always been one of my biggest blog readers. So when I published that blog, she reached out to me that day. Growing up, I knew my Oma or great-grandmother, was always a bit eccentric, maybe? I mean, the woman rocked a beehive hairdo until she wasn't able to do her own hair anymore, and she played the accordion like a boss. I had vaguely remembered being told she made a living back in Holland reading people's tea leaves, and I always wished I had been able to have her read for me before the Alzheimer's took away her gift. But on the day I published my blog, my Oma told me that my out Oma had read a tarot deck too. And while the deck was in Dutch, my Oma had it in her possession and offered to give it to me as part of my university graduation gift. The cards were old, and many of them had begun to disintegrate. My Oma had laminated them for preservation, but far too many were too far gone to even decipher what they were. But it didn't matter, 
When I pulled my out Oma's deck from the leather pouch that protected it, I immediately recognized that I held a Dutch version of the Romani tarot deck. It was my 27-card deck. My out Oma read the same tarot deck I did. She just read it nearly a hundred years before I did. That's when I knew there was something more to this tarot reading journey I was taking. What really makes this story weird is my inability to ever find a Romani deck again. Four years later, when Smudge was just a kitten, he knocked my Romani deck into a sink full of water, destroying my personal deck. To this day, I have sought out a new Romani deck. I have gone into some of the most unique Metaphys stores in Toronto and Vancouver, and the shopkeepers look at me with bewilderment when I ask if they carry any or if they could get one in for me. It seems like no one knows of this type of deck. Honestly, if it wasn't something my ancestor read before me, I would think this kit I found had made the whole thing up. Of course, my life felt empty without a tarot deck, so I did eventually pick up a traditional deck to learn, and here we are today. I may never find another Romani deck again, the deck that started me on this path, but I am grateful to it and the time we did get together. And I am grateful to my Oma. I assume she is here beside me, guiding me on my tarot journey. Sometimes our paths take us to unexpected, unpredictable places. It can be exciting, but it can also be very, very strange. I look at those moments in time as little nudges from the universe, guiding me and getting me into the right place for what I need. I often wonder, if I didn't run the half marathon that year, would I ever have received a tarot reading? If I didn't trust the pull to buy that starter kit, would I have ever purchased a deck? If I hadn't published one small blog post on this new hobby, would I ever have learned my ancestral connection to the cards? Sometimes moments in life don't always seem significant. Sometimes the reasons for things happening take years to become clear. And that can be stressful. It can cause anxiety in our lives. But having trust in the universe, or at least having trust in yourself, makes that unknown journey a little less scary. So, on to today's readings. Our message from the universe for the week ahead comes through the Eight of Pentacles. Okay, this is a week of learning ahead. It's a week to buckle down, focus on your goals, and learn a new skill in order to level your life up. This is a card that indicates hands-on learning is in order here. Get your feet wet. Get your hands dirty. Jump fully in and start trying to do the thing you want to do. Seek out guidance from those who have learned it before you. And be diligent in your work. We just started October, which means the beginning of the final quarter of the year. Now is the perfect time to reflect on your goals that you have set and 
figure out a game plan for how you'll move closer towards them in the next three months. I bet you within that reflection, there's something you need to learn still. That is where you should focus your time this week. And our message for building mental resilience is from the Four of Wands. Oh, what a perfect card to pull for the week of the last passion potluck of the year. The Four of Wands is all about community, all about home. Spend meaningful time in your community this week. Be with the people who share your values, passions, understandings, and global goals. Find ways to give back to your community. I know that community care is a form of self-care. That when our community is strong, our mental health is strong. In fact, we were just talking about this very topic on the last New Moon Renewal bonus episode. If you haven't caught that yet, I'll link it in the show notes. But our community is meant to be there to help lift us back up when we've fallen down. How can your community uplift you this week? This wraps up another episode of Tarot Reflections. If you have enjoyed this or one of the other 24 episodes of this podcast, please consider leaving us a rating and review. Give us a follow. Share us with a friend. I love the community this podcast is building and I am honored you are a part of it. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at Megan Mentally, and I'm over on TikTok at Tarot Reflections Pod. If you are ready for more quick, easy, digestible bits of mental health guidance, you need to check out my weekly newsletter, Permission to Thrive. It's your permission slip to do what you gotta do in order to care for your mental well-being. Sign up today. You know where to find the link. It's in the show notes. Until next time, friends. 